coming up on Locked on Dodgers. Uh, Clayton Kershaw took the high road when the Padres mocked him on their uh, scoreboard. His teammates took the let's kick their butts road, and uh, that's what they did. Since mocking Kershaw, the Padres have dropped five straight to the Dodgers, including all three this weekend. It was a great series, fun to talk about. We got a lot to talk about with that series. And then we'll talk a little bit about the upcoming series with the Twins. That's what's on tap. So let's get Locked On Dodgers. You are Locked On Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Dodger fans, this is Locked On Dodgers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. Remember, this show is free and available on all podcast platforms and on YouTube simply by searching for Locked On Dodgers. Or even better, go ahead and subscribe wherever you're watching or listening right now. Then you beca- you can become an everydayer just like we are. This is your first time with us. I am Jeff Snyder. That guy next to me is Vince Samperio. Vince and I are both lifelong Dodger fans. Just like you are, we've also both spent time covering the Dodgers in the press box and the locker room, so we're not quite insiders, but we're bringing the smart fans' perspective on our boys in blue every weekday morning. And uh, Vince, uh, speaking of our approach to this podcast, I got a pretty cool message the other day from a listener that I just wanted to read a little bit. Uh, It's from Mike Markham on Twitter, and he said, you and Vince do a great job on your show. The reason I prefer it over any other daily Dodgers podcast is because you both let the Dodgers be the star of the show, whereas other hosts try to be outlandish or try to draw attention to themselves and make them the stars. With you and Vince, I feel like we are just sitting around a table, eating a sandwich and diet soda, and just talking about what happened at the game last night. Thanks for doing what you do. And honestly, I think if we were trying to describe our goal in this show, that's kind of it. You know, we're not big on hot takes. We're not big on... Uh, I mean, sometimes we'll do fun, like goofy. I remember we did one that I really liked where we, uh, something compared, uh, picked which planets in the solar system each Dodger would be or something, but that's like off season content. But like during the season, it's like, we want to talk Dodgers, you know, there's so much to talk about. And so if you're looking for hot takes, uh, don't hit stop. Obviously let the episode finish, but you're not going to get many hot takes here, but we are going to tell you what we think. And, uh, we're pretty, uh, knowledgeable, intelligent Dodger fans. And I do think uh, we, we try to do a show that we would enjoy listening to. And I think we do a pretty good job with it. And I appreciate Mike uh, agreeing with us. Yeah, I'm not one for hot takes. I, I'm i funny in real life, but I feel like when I'm talking about the Dodgers, you know, I don't I can't force it in sometimes. So just, you know, if it happens, it happens. But uh, yeah, we're here to we're here. Like I said, I, I have these conversations with other people before we even get in to talk about stuff. And then we have similar opinions or similar thoughts most of the time anyway. So it just kind of works out. Yeah. I love talking Dodgers more than pretty much anything else. So uh, this weekend was a fun one to talk about. The Dodgers swept the Padres. I I was kind of hoping Nelson Cruz would have a two run homer in the ninth inning, just so that all three games could be four to two. Uh, But I did decide even before he struck out against Justin Brule, that I would rather have the final game of the series be four to nothing. Overall Dodgers outscored the Padres 12 to four. And, uh, Vince, I am starting to think maybe winning the offseason isn't that important in the regular season. Yeah, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of different ways you can go about this. Like, if you were a fan of the other side, you would be like, oh, you know, maybe the regular season doesn't matter so much as we saw last year, blah, blah, blah. But that was, you know, considering the fact that you're in the playoffs as of right now, the Padres, I don't think, would be in the playoffs. They're under 500. Uh, but, you know, on the Dodgers side, yeah, it, it's one of those things where, 
we kept preaching all offseason. Yes, the Dodgers didn't make the big move. They didn't make the big splash. But they were still a good team. Like the, you know, the the what was under the hood was still a very, very, very good team that was capable of winning 90, 95 games. And, you know, maybe more if they catch a hot streak and maybe a little less if they catch a cold streak. But, you know, they were 111 wins last year. They didn't get, you know, more than 20 wins worse in the offseason. And right now the team's clicking. And we talked about, I mean, obviously they still have tough series coming up, but we talked about May being a tough month. And they've only lost, what, two games this month? So, uh, you know, they're, they're doing a good job with what they've been given and what they're doing and everything's coming together. And as we saw with these games, you know, the offense never exploded. They they outscored the Padres 19-7 in these five wins, uh, less than four runs a game, but they're also not allowing less than two runs a game. So that's that's a good recipe for success. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, uh, yeah, li- like you said, in the offseason, you look at what they actually lost of value and, and what they, they're replacing it with. And I said all offseason, you know, you're losing Tyler Anderson and Andrew Heaney, and you're replacing them with Dustin May and Noah Syndergaard. Obviously, Syndergaard hasn't panned out yet. Uh, Dustin May has been about as good as we could have hoped for in his first season back from Tommy John surgery, and he seems to be getting better. Uh, Tony Gonson is back and healthy. He looked great on Sunday. Obviously, not quite as efficient as he would have been. Not totally inefficient, but just with his pitch countdown, he was only able to go five innings because he's not totally stretched out yet. Uh, and on the offensive side, they lost Trey Turner and they lost Justin Turner. That's the only things of value that they lost on the offensive side. Everything else was Joey Gallo and, you know, guys who weren't really that good anyway. And they replaced Trey and JT with uh, JD Martinez, which JD is having a better season than JT so far this year. Uh, obviously he, he was hurt. Uh, there's some of that, but uh, you know, losing Gavin Lux was a big deal in spring training. Uh, they've definitely uh, overcome that so far. As of right now, the Dodgers have the best record in the National League. And again, like you said, regular season doesn't actually matter that much. The goal is to get to the postseason. And the Dodgers learned last year, no matter how good you are in the regular season, uh, it doesn't really matter that much. But your chances of winning the postseason are the best if you have a really good team. And this Dodgers team uh, is winning with pitching and timely hitting. And those are things that, uh, will carry you through in October if you can do that. The 2020 Dodgers, when they won the World Series, uh, they had a ton of two-out runs scored in that World Series, in that postseason. And we're seeing that this year in the regular season. They're scoring a ton of two-out runs, which is awesome. And the pitching, this last this stretch of 15 games or whatever, pitching has been just outstanding. The starters and the bullpen have been lights out. Yeah, it's been fun to watch. And, you know, you talk about the timely hitting and, Okay, they only score four runs. Well, let's just talk about Saturday's game. Like you only score four runs or Friday's game when yeah, when May started Friday. You know, you score the four runs. You had two two oh lead, and then the Padres get it. You know, May gets tired a little bit, gives it up. So it's two two. Right back the next inning, you got Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman going back to back. And you know, that's the biggest part of this is that when Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman are going, obviously this offense is going. And Will Smith, you know, added to that mix as well. And you know, whether they're not, you know, they're not putting up eight, 10 runs, but the guys that are putting up those runs are, you know, Mookie Betts has a hand in it. Freddie Freeman has a hand in it. And then those guys are getting on base. And then, you know, later on in the, in the lineup, Miguel Vargas is getting big hits and, you know, James Altman at other times. So it's one of those where, and especially right now they're, they're offensively, they're the healthiest they've been all season. 
that's a big benefit. You know, the lineup looks good again. Other, you know, even with Rojas and Barnes in the lineup on Sunday, kind of how we talked about last week, we tried to avoid that. That Mookie played shortstop on Saturday instead. Uh, but regardless, they scored enough, and it was top of the order. It was the rookies and you know the time they hit in the pitching. I mean, the starting pitching has been great other than Syndergaard. And when the time Syndergaard only went one inning, the bullpen, you know, closed out that game for him. You know, Victor Gonzalez is stepping up and looking good. Justin Brule continues to look good. Caleb Ferguson's looked really good. And then you got Evan Phillips back to the Evan Phillips of last year. Gratterall, you know, still mixed bag, but he gets weak contact. And, you know, sometimes he gets more unlucky than other guys. But it's it's been a good run. And here we got another two weeks coming up where they're going to play a lot of good teams. And, and we'll see, you know, how good they are. Yeah, uh, I do want to talk a little bit more about the Clayton Kershaw memification the Padres did and how it's come back to bite them a little bit. Uh, but first, let's talk about uh, eBay Motors because this episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, we are back. We want to thank you again for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. I uh, also want to tell you about SiriusXM and the SiriusXM app, the SXM app. If you aren't able to sit down and watch the Dodger game, for example, tonight's game at 710 LA time, opening the series against the Twins, a uh, great way to listen to the game, to the hometown broadcast, is on the SXM app or SiriusXM on your car stereo. Uh, but all you got to do is launch the SXM app and search for Dodgers, and you can listen to the broadcast as it's happening. Great way to follow the game. It's also a great way to listen to this podcast. You can search for Locked on Dodgers on the SXM app and find us there too. Uh, Vince, I, I, I before we let this go, and this will probably be the last time we talk about this. We haven't spent much time on it, but after the first game of the season between the Dodgers and Padres, Kershaw had an uncharacteristically bad game walked five batters for the first time in years, uh, really struggled, and the Padres won that game. And after the game, somebody made the decision to put a picture of Clayton Kershaw with uh, cartoon teardrops superimposed over it onto the video scoreboard at Petco Park. Kershaw took the high road the next day. He was asked about it, and he said, hey, if I pitch better, they're not going to put that up on the board. It said exactly what you want him to say, but I think Clayton Kershaw's teammates noticed, and I think they cared. I don't think Kershaw cared at all. Um, you know, I, I quoted Hamilton when I talked about before when George Washington says, says, my name's been through a lot. I can take it. Uh, and I think Kershaw's teammates kind of took the Alexander Hamilton approach. Uh, well, somebody's got to defend your name. And uh, we know how much Kershaw's teammates love him. You remember in 2020 after they won the World Series and every guy on the team sought out Kershaw to give him a hug and tell him how happy they were for him. Everybody had just won the World Series, but people wanted to make sure Kershaw knew how happy they were for him. And uh, his teammates love him. And I think it fired him up. And it's not didn't fire them up in a generic or artificial way like you some, sometimes see teams get fired up. They haven't looked any different, but I'm positive 
that every guy on the team after that happened thought, okay, let's just kick the crap out of them for a while because that's not right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, whatever it is, it, it worked. And, you know, the Dodgers side and, you know, we talked about, or well, Ray Roberts talked about it. And then we talked about it, you know, the intensity in the playoffs and how, you know, maybe the other side had a little more intensity, whatever it was. And, you know, it, maybe that played a, a, a part in it. And that's the thing like with this Dodgers team is they can play with intensity, but it's not like, out they're not outward with it they're just like you know more inward with it which is fine if you're winning uh obviously when you're losing it looks you know it doesn't look as good when you're intense and it's not you know outward or whatever but yeah i'm sure the dodgers you know i'm sure mookie Betts and i'm sure all these guys saw that and were like you know in the grand scheme of things didn't matter but in the you know wanting to win one two wanting to win against the padres not just for them being in the division but just the fact of you know you can say they can say as much as they want that all these games are the same and it, they are the same in the sense of it's just one game, but you know, they want to beat the Padres, you know, maybe a little bit more than they will care about beating the twins. And, and, you know, yes, they want to win every game. So that that's regard without saying, but yeah, they do want to win a little more. And after seeing that, yeah, you do see, feel it. And, you know, you felt the shift a little bit of, okay, you know, let's go, let's go to work. That's what happened. And yeah, we're probably not gonna talk about it for a while because they don't play the Padres again until August. And by that point, you know, we'll forget it. Unless the Dodgers keep winning, then you'll be like, oh, the Padres are, you know, Owen, whatever against the Dodgers since that happened. But yeah, it's nice to see them win against the Padres, continue that, especially after all the offseason and everything, all the talk. And then that happened. And, you know, like I said, it wasn't, we talked about what was gonna happen at Dodger Stadium. Nothing happened. You know, I don't even think I heard Dita Rule do anything if he was there. Uh, and they just won. And that, that was the best way to, to kind of get back at it. Yeah, for sure. And, and I love that even with that added motivation, it didn't like, and maybe I'm boring, but I like that the Dodgers, like, I love that their celebration is just a little understated, you know, you know uh, freight train choo-choo thing. And that's it. You know, the Padres, you see them, they get to second base and they're doing their little dance thing. And it's like, how many times are you going to do that dance before you win another game? Like, like, I, I don't know, just something about, and, and even in the postseason last year, the Dodgers didn't lose because they weren't fired up. They lost because Will Smith's bases loaded 185 mile an hour line drive went right at Jerickson Profar instead of to a gap. They lost because they hit a bunch of balls at Manny Machado with runners in scoring position instead of, you know, 10 feet to Manny Machado's left. You know, they, they had some bad luck. It was just a, a stupid series had nothing to do with whether they were fired up or not. And, and so I, I'm a big fan of the understated confidence that, you know, when the Dodgers, even the rookies, you know, Miguel Vargas got a huge double on Sunday that, you know, it was a two nothing game and he rips a, a two run double and uh, to give them some major insurance runs. We had seen the last two nights, how stressful two run games are at the end of the game, because, you get one guy on and suddenly the tying run is at the plate. And so being at four nothing was so much nicer than being up two nothing. And it was like, even Vargas, it's, he was not out there dancing. It was all right, let's do a freight train. Let's keep on rolling. And uh, I love, you know, whether you want to call it act like you've been there and, and, and I don't mind the Padres doing what they're doing to be clear. I'm glad that my favorite team is confident enough in themselves that they don't need to do a silly dance every time they do something good because they know, okay, well, next guy's probably going to do something good too. And uh, we don't want to wear ourselves out dancing. 
Uh, I mean, every team has their celebration at second, so I don't maybe agree with that, but it just doesn't look good when, yeah, you are losing a lot and you're, like, underperforming and that's happening. The good thing for the Dodgers, the most part, the last few years is that they haven't really been underperforming, you know, not since really, like, you know, 2018 was a weird year, but other than that, they've been winning 100, 105, 111 games. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, it's – I like the intensity – not in the regular seasons, you know, you don't need in the regular season. I would, I wouldn't mind seeing it more in the postseason, like, you know, a little bit more like the, you know, even like the home run prop thing. I'm not a, I like the home run props, but if the Dodgers don't find one or if they never have one, I'm not, a, you know, going to be upset by it because it has to be something good. You can't just like go buy like a, you know, a toy or whatever. And the Dodgers had the original home run prop back in the day with the bubble machine. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, it it's, the quiet confidence is fine in the regular season and it's worked for them. And, and, you know, I do think they have a little infusion of energy with Vargas, with Outman, you know, we, we, we remember the past years with like Corey Seagret and then he ha- didn't show emotion until the postseason. And, you know, now when, you know, Vargas does hit, there is emotion there. When Outman does hit, there is emotion there a little bit different and obviously not over the top, but yeah, I mean, it, it all works out when you're winning, it all looks good. And if they're losing and, you know, like when Gradrow has a bad game and he still comes off and does his thing, and that's a tribute to his brother, but people didn't know that, and people would get upset by him still doing that. You know, they think it's a celebration when it's, and, you know, it wasn't. It was a little uh, owed to his brother. But, yeah, uh, it all looks good when you're winning, and I hope the Dodgers keep winning so we don't have to worry about that anymore. Yeah, it was kind of funny on Saturday to see Gratterall do that thing that he does, walking off the mat every time, and then get in the dugout and be throwing his glove because he's <laughs> obviously mad, you know. And so, uh, yeah, and for me – I guess the way I'll put it is I like that the Dodgers play like it's May and May, and I hope you know maybe they get a little bit more play like it's October in October. But I am a big fan of playing like it's May in May, and uh, because I don't think you can sustain that whatever that energy for a whole season, uh, but you can definitely sustain uh, you know enjoy a game, do a little freight train whistle, and, and move on. Uh, you could do that for 162 and save that intensity for October. True. Uh, one other notable thing from this series, uh, maybe notable, was Sunday afternoon, the Dodgers faced a lefty and Ryan Weathers and Trace Thompson did not start in the outfield. Uh, and it's not like he started every game against the lefty, but he has he started most of the time against the lefty this year, and he didn't. Uh, combine that with also on Sunday – both Johnny DeLuca and Andy Pajes got promoted from double A AA to triple A, two guys that we talked about on Friday's episode um, as potential replacements for Thompson. Do you think Thompson not playing on Sunday means anything? And do you think uh, DeLuca and Pajes getting promoted mean anything? Yeah, I mean, I think it means something in the sense that he might not always play against lefties, which is, you know, not a bad thing at this point. And, you know, with DeLuca specifically and, you know, Paz to a certain extent where we talked about, it's exactly what we said. Like, if we see them get called up to AAA, that means the next step is, you know, as long as they don't hit under 100 over there, the next step and progressive step is the major leagues. And, you know, it's, we said around three weeks to a month into the season is when guys start getting promoted. That's what happened here. And I think, honestly, I think Trace has like a month to, if he doesn't figure it out, and one of those guys is hitting well that we're going to see probably more so DeLuca hope because he's or they're both on the 40 man, I think. So, uh, yeah, whichever one's hitting better uh, in the next month. And if Trace isn't, I think we're going to see one of them. Up. 
Yeah, somebody in the YouTube comments on our episode the other day asked about Drew Avens because uh, Avens has been hitting well in AAA. Uh, the the problem with Avens is he's not on the forty man roster, and so it's a a bigger uphill climb for him to be the guy to get the call because you know they'd have to make room for him on the forty man roster. It starts his his option you know limits and all that stuff. So yeah, it's just a lot easier to get called up when you're on the 40-man roster. So that's why I think DeLuca and Pajas are most both more likely than Avens. In addition to, I think they're probably both better. I mean, Pajas for sure is a better prospect than Avens, and I think DeLuca probably is too. Uh, but yeah, it's. Uh, I, I wonder how much of it was just that they saw, okay, well, we do have Austin Barnes and Miguel Rojas in the lineup. We can't afford to have Trace Thompson. You know, like we talked about, uh, and it's not just us. I think every Dodgers podcast and other outlets too have said you can't really just punt the entire bottom of the lineup. And and obviously Rojas actually had the double before Mookie's home run on Sunday. And and we talked the other day about how Rojas has been hitting better. Uh, but when you have you can't have Austin Barnes and Trace Thompson in the lineup at the same time because that's two black holes of offense and. Uh, Fingers crossed that that's why Thompson wasn't in the lineup because the Dodgers recognized we cannot do that. Yeah, I mean, he just got done being sick, so I don't think he was sick or anything. It's just a matter of, yeah, he's he's not hitting. And then the other part with Avens is he's a left-hander, and he's already, what, 27? So, like, if you're a 27-year-old in the minors and you – if you're that good, you probably would have been up already. And if you could hit lefties, you would have been up already probably. So, Yeah, yeah. And the Dodgers have plenty of left-handed hitting outfielders right now. So, uh, all right, we're going to come back in a minute. We're going to talk a little bit about this upcoming twin series. Uh, so thank you again for making Locked on Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. And please continue to keep it Locked on Dodgers. All right, we are back. We want to thank you for making us your first listen every weekday morning. We also want to let you know if you are watching on YouTube We'd love to hear from you in the YouTube comment section. We've been getting a lot of good comments there. Uh, we do have gotten a few comments from the same person. Uh, she she has said several times she doesn't like the new rules. Uh, what she hasn't said is why or anything specific she doesn't like. And so I'd love to, I, I can't uh, remember her name off the top of my head right now. Uh, but you know who you are. If you've said in the comments that you don't like the new rules, I'd love to hear specifically what you don't like and why you don't like it. Because for me, everything... All the new rules, like we talked about the other day, have made the game better. Uh, Sunday's game went two hours and 14 minutes, I think. Uh, it's a beautiful way to, to watch baseball. Uh, one other thing before we jump into this Twins preview, want to remind you again that if you can't watch the game on TV tonight, 7, 10 p.m. Pacific, as the Dodgers start the series with the Twins, you can always listen to the hometown broadcast on SiriusXM or the SXM app. Just launch the SXM app and search for Dodgers. Uh, I'm also trying to pull up the, uh, let's see who they're channel 185. If you're in your car on the radio, 185 will have tonight's game. Uh, so yeah, you can listen to the hometown radio broadcast, really cool way to follow the game. If you can't be watching on TV. So check that out. Uh, Vince, the, the Dodgers started series with the twins. Uh, last time the Dodgers played the twins at Dodger stadium. Uh, I watched Joey Gallo hit a home run off the twins. Hopefully Joey Gallo won't be hitting any home runs in this series because really Gallo and Carlos Correa are the only two real notable things about this series as far as like uh, storylines. You know, obviously the games are important. The Twins are a good team, 
the games are important, but storyline wise, you got Carlos Correa, you got Joey Gallo. Uh, and then I guess the other storyline is Clayton Kershaw is pitching on Tuesday, even though his mom passed away on Saturday. Uh, Dave Roberts said that Kershaw will make his start on Tuesday and then probably step away from the team for a couple days. Uh, obviously our, uh, condolences go out to Kershaw and, and his family. It's, uh, I've had a running gag for about 10 years now that on Facebook and Twitter, whenever I am, you know, making my mother's day post, I lump Clayton Kershaw's mom in with, you know, my mom and my wife and my mother-in-law with the people I am, you know, saying happy mother's day to, because I, you know, kind of the running joke is Clayton Kershaw's mom is one of the most important people in my life because she gave me Clayton Kershaw. And so uh, I hadn't done that post yet today. I had actually thought about it this morning and then I saw that she had passed away. So very sad news. Uh, uh, baseball takes a backseat, but for Kershaw, he will pitch on Tuesday. Uh, I guess the other big storyline on the field is that uh, the twins have some pretty good pitchers, uh, including Sonny Gray pitching the series finale on Wednesday. Bailey Ober is pitching Tuesday, which, you know, uh, uh on paper, that's the game the Dodgers should definitely win, which probably means that's the game they'll score one run and it'll be a tight game. Uh, but it seems to me, Vince, like tonight's game against Pablo Lopez is a really important game uh, because to, to win this series. Not that like you're punting Wednesday's game and just accepting a loss on Wednesday, but you know the offense is going to be at a premium on Wednesday. Uh, winning on Monday and Tuesday would be feel very good so that you know you have another series win locked up going into that game. Yeah, ideally. And, you know, the thing with Pablo Lopez, he's, he's been no slouch this season either. He just doesn't hasn't faced the Dodgers as often. But, I mean, he's been good. He, he's got a couple miles an hour up on his fastball. He added a sweeper. Um, you know, he's been doing – I don't know of his last recent starts, but I know he started off the season pretty well. So, yeah, I mean, that's the one where it might be a close game. And the Twins are a good team. They think their run differentials plus 43. Dodgers are plus 56. So they're similar in that regard. You know, they got Byron Buxton. They got Correa. They got, you know, Joey Gallo is having a good season. Uh, another return of Cal Farmer, uh, the infielder now. So, you know, little things here and there. But, yeah, it, it's one of those where it's a first-place team. The Dodgers are going to play a first-place team this weekend. They're going to play a first-place team when they play the Rays later this month. They're going to play a first-place team when they play the Braves. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's a, str a string of playing good teams. And, you know, the NL Central, or AL Central, NL Central too, I guess is what I'm saying. The AL Central's been one of the worst divisions the last few years. And, you know, this is the benefit of playing the other divisions is that, you know, you might get a first-place team that maybe isn't as good as they are so far. And we'll, we'll see if that's the case. Uh, but, yeah, to get two of their best three pitchers coming up out of it, um, you know, the way the Dodgers are playing, we'll, we'll see, you know, it's going to be close games. I trust our, our pitchers as well to shut them down. And, uh, you know, it might be some more four, two, four, one victories this, this week, but they get it done. That's all that matters. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what Sonny Gray does on Wednesday. You know, he, he has the best ERA in baseball right now. He's four and zero with the one thirty nine ERA. Uh, two of his games came against the Royals. Uh, he's allowed one run in 11 innings against the Royals. Uh, he had zero runs and five innings against the White Sox, one run and five and a third against the Cubs. So there are some teams that are a little bit weaker. Uh, even the the Astros, uh, he allowed one run and seven in innings against the Astros. So, and I don't really know what to think of the Astros this year. Uh, he's only thrown 100 pitches one time this season. He's like low 90s pretty much every time. And if the Dodgers can 
make him throw a lot of pitches, which the Dodgers are generally pretty good at, uh, that would be that would be big. His his walk rate isn't crazy high, but he he's three point two walks per nine uh, this season, and so the Dodgers could make him throw some pitch uh, a lot of pitches. The the crazy thing is. Sonny Gray hasn't allowed a home run this year, and he's always been good at limiting home runs, uh, but he's obviously never had a 0.0 home runs per nine before. Uh, his career is 0.9, which is, you know, solid. Um, he is striking out more guys this year than he does normally, so it'll be an interesting one, but all three guys are right-handed, which plays into the Dodgers' strengths uh, offensively. They, they've done okay against lefties recently, but they're still a better team against righties, Uh it should be a fun series for as little oomph as there is. It's not a series you circle on the schedule when you get the schedule, but it should be a fun series. You know, a little bit of that, you know, Dodger fans will definitely boo Correa. That's going to happen forever and ever. Uh, he's been having a bad season so far, so that could be uh, good news for Dodger fans who want to go enjoy watching him struggle. I mean, uh, but yeah, it's going to come to fans, so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's been booed by everybody. So... <laughs> Hopefully the pitching can can show up and the offense can show up at least enough. And ideally, you know, like, like I said, win these first two games, uh, knock around the, these pitchers. You said Lopez has been good, but like he's got a three three and a half ERA or so this year, so he's been solid, but not not one thirty nine like like Sunny Gray. So yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm I'll be there tonight for Mookie Bobblehead. I might be there Wednesday for that day game. So Dodgers are undefeated when I'm in the building. So hopefully I can you know keep that going. And you're just trusting the on paperness of Bailey Ober, huh? <laughs> Sorry, I haven't Lakers, even looked. Lake, I, Lakers play on Tuesday. Oh, okay, who are they playing in this next series? The Nuggets. Fun. That's uh, oh, I, I don't know much about baseball. That's that one guy, right? Basketball. What's his name? Help you would know much about baseball. So, I don't even know what basketball is <laughs> called. I, I think all sports are called baseball. Ba- ba- oh, Bailey Ober has a – where am I? Oh, he's got a 185 ERA. All right, so he's solid too, although uh, only only 24 innings pitched this year. He's uh, – I assume I'm looking at who he's pitched against this year. Uh, Nationals, Royals, Guardians, Padres. Uh, and the Padres, he allowed three runs in six innings. So – He's really padded his numbers against those first three teams that aren't very good. So uh, the Padres are a, a low-scoring offense, so you know. Yeah, yeah they are. Um, <laughs> don't tell that to the guy who's been in our YouTube comments saying that uh, Clayton Kershaw's uh, legacy will never recover from him not pitching against the Padres in this series. He thinks Kershaw's ducking the Padres. Uh, I I had to point out to him that uh, Kershaw pitched a great game against the Brewers, who are a better team than the Padres this year, but uh, this guy didn't want to hear it. He commented on three different episodes uh, about Kershaw's legacy being tarnished. So all I can say to that is thanks for listening and watching, buddy, and keep it up. I hope you comment on every single episode after you watch the entire thing repeatedly because that's the most important thing. You got anything else before we wrap it up, Vince? No. uh, I know for those, if there's any mothers out there, Mother's Day, well, we're recording it's still Mother's Day, so happy Mother's Day to anybody out there um yeah yep mother's day was good here in my house and uh hope it was good for you guys uh well thank you for making locked on dodgers your first listen every weekday morning i want to remind you to join the everydayer club it's a real easy club to join all you gotta do is watch or listen every day super fun uh also want to remind you if you 
can't watch the game on TV tonight or any game, you can always catch the Dodgers hometown broadcast on the SXM app. Just search for Dodgers. You can also catch this podcast there. Search for Locked On Dodgers. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at Locked On Dodgers. Vince is on Twitter at Vince Since 91. I'm on Twitter at Snydog, and the DMs are open in all of those places. Our email address is lockedondodgers at gmail.com. And our phone number for voicemails or text messages is 323-863-LOCK-5625. We are here every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be here with us. When you get in your car or sit on your couch, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one.